<clears throat> Available on harvesttime.org. 130 pages. Harvest Time International Institute. Harvesttime.org. Spelled H A R V E S T I M E. Harvest Time International Institute. This course is part of the Harvest Time International Institute a program designed to equip believers for effective spiritual harvest. The basic theme of the training is to teach what Jesus taught, that which took men who were fishermen, tax collectors, etc., and changed them into reproductive Christians who reached their world with the gospel in a demonstration of power. This manual is a single course in one of several modules of curriculum which moves believers from visualizing through deputizing, multiplying, organizing, and mobilizing to achieve the goal of evangelizing. Table of Contents Suggestions for Group Study, page 4 Introduction, page 5 Course Objectives, page 9. First section, the call to arms. 1. The invisible war, page 11. Next section, induction. Number 2, enlisting in God's army, page 22. Next section, basic training. Number three, the Commander-in-Chief, the Lord of Hosts. Page 33. Number four, the Spiritual Forces of Good Angels. Page 52. Number five, the Enemy, Satan. Page 64. Number six, the spiritual forces of evil. Demons. Page 76. Number seven, enemy territory. Page 85. Number eight, enemy strategy. Page Ninety-seven. Nine. God's battle plan. Page 103. Next section, mobilization. Number 10. 
offensive and defensive warfare. Page one twenty eight. Eleven defensive weapons. Page one thirty eight. Twelve offensive weapons. Page one forty nine. Thirteen, natural parallels of spiritual warfare. Page one fifty seven. Next section, invasion. Fourteen, entering the combat zone. Don don don. Battling the world. Uh 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 uh. And in the flesh. Uh 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 uh. Battling the world and the flesh. Uh, 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 uh. Page one sixty eight. Baymax. Fifteen. The battle in the mind. Page one eighty four. Sixteen. The battle with the tongue. Page one ninety nine. Seventeen, the battle over the walls. Ooh. Page two, seventeen. Eighteen battles over strategic territory. Don don don. Location, location, location. Page two, twenty-seven. Second to the last chapter section, spiritual warfare advanced training. Nineteen, transference of spirits. Transference, page two forty two. Twenty, spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Page two fifty four. It's pretty high. Twenty one. Dealing、mm-hmm, with demonic powers, page two sixty eight. Number twenty two. Casualties of war.、Mm, mm, mm. Page two ninety three. Twenty three. How to lose a battle and win. The war. <laughs> Last laugh. Go watch White Vengeance, page three ten. Final briefing section title. The last section. Number twenty four. The final. The final conflict. Hoo, ha, hoo, ha. <laughs> I'm just watching Voyager again. Sorry, page three twenty one, and of course you can't forget your appendix, which I don't have anymore. Decisive battles of the Bible. Yeah, I've had multiple surgeries. Page three three one. Yeah. Answers to inspections. Page 
352. All right, the end of Table of Contents. We'll be back after these non-messages. <laughs> All right, my battery seems to be holding up, so let's take it a little slow. Suggestions. These are just suggestions, people. Suggestions for group study. First meeting. Have an opening. Open with prayer and introductions. Get acquainted and register the students. That's what we did at our club back then. That's it. Had everybody sign a release form saying that if they got hurt during the training, they understand that they will probably get hurt and that, you know, it's not our fault. So don't come in thinking you're not going to get hurt and uh, getting hurt and being so all surprised about it. <laughs> and if we use your image on YouTube, no worries. You give us permission. Oh, yeah. Jazz. All right. Marshall Mechanic, let's go. After opening... Next, establish group procedures. Procedures, procedures. Oh, my goodness. Everybody has procedures. My brain has to get used to the procedures of my new jabs. Determine who will lead the meetings, the time, place, and dates for the sessions. Yeah, sure. Praise and worship. Invite the presence of the Holy Spirit into your training session. Right, of course. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, come, come. We wouldn't even be here without you. Next, distribute manuals to students. All right, people. Get your own copy right here on harvesttime.com.org. Introduce the manual title, format, and course objectives provided in the first few pages of the manual. All right, we're going to read it together. You ready? Make the first assignment. Yeah, that's the first assignment. Let's read it together. Keep playing. Students will read the chapters assigned and take the self-tests prior to the next meeting. The number of chapters you cover per meeting will depend on chapter length, content, and the abilities of your group. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's only me. What happened to myself and I? There's here somewhere. That's up. Second and following meetings. Opening. Pray. Welcome and register any new students and give them a manual. Here you go. Here's a manual. Thank you. Thank you very much. Manual. 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 Take an all attendance. Hey. B. Sound off. Hey. Day. Take, have a time of praise and worship. Yeah, don't be just praising and not worshiping, or worshiping and not praising. Hello. I'm trying to get into the habit where when I do the rosary, like, my first five will be, like, in meditation and request. And then the last five will be more of Thanksgiving and thinking that it's already happened. You know, because 
when I pray, I like dive myself into that situation and it feels like sucky, you know? And you don't want to finish a rosary and feel sucky for the rest of the day. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, whatever you were praying for, like the next five, you gotta, you know, like a roller coaster, you gotta go get yourself back up and be meditating on Thanksgiving. Like, you know, you got everything, like, you know what I'm saying? Right, okay. You, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Register review. Review. Present a brief summary of what you studied at the last meeting. Yeah, exactly. Review. Lesson. Discuss each section of the chapter using the headings in capital bold face letters as a teaching outline. Ask students for questions or comments on what they have studied. Apply the lesson to the lives and ministries of your students. Yeah, that would be all right. Inspection, review, and self-tests. Parentheses, inspection page. And parentheses. Students have completed. Review the self-tests students have completed. Okay. Note, if you do not want the students to have access to the answers to the self-test, you may remove the answers page from the back of each manual. Easy. Tactical maneuvers. Well, this should be interesting. You may do these projects on a group or individual basis. Well, I guess we'll do them both at the same time. Final examination. If your group is enrolled in this course for credit, you received a final examination with this course. Reproduce a copy for each student and administer the exam upon conclusion of this course. All right, you got to try to remember what you heard. All right. End of suggestions for group study. Module, Deputizing, Course, Spiritual Strategies, A Manual of Spiritual Warfare. Introduction. There is a great war being waged in the world today. It is not a conflict between nations, tribes, or government leaders. It is not a rebellion or a coup. It is an important, invisible battle taking place in the spirit world. The Bible states that God's people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Hosea 4.6 One of the main areas in which believers are being defeated 
due to lack of knowledge, is in spiritual warfare. The early church viewed their experience in terms of warfare. Military terminology is used throughout the New Testament. Protection is seen, was seen. Protection was seen in the armor of God. The word of God was compared to a sword. Satan's attacks are called fury darts. Faith was the, quote, good fight. And believers were told to, quote, war, a good warfare. The early church knew they were engaged in an intense spiritual struggle. The same spiritual battle continues today, but instead of fighting the enemy, <laughs> believers are often building great church buildings, producing musical dramas, holding fellowship meetings, and fighting one another, while this great spiritual battle rages around them. Satan has even intensified his attacks against a church that has withdrawn from the front lines of battle. <laughs> As the end of time approaches, it is even more important for believers to understand spiritual warfare than in the early days of the church history. The Apostle Paul warned this know also, that in the last days, Perilous times shall come. Second Timothy 3.1 In order to be properly prepared for these perilous times, renewed emphasis must be placed on the strategies of spiritual warfare. The Christian life is war. The sooner we recognize and prepare for it, the sooner we will experience victory. You want to listen to Luke 14, 31. What king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? No king ever entered into battle without a careful examination of his resources and development of battle strategies. In essence, that is what we are doing in this course. Woohoo! We are making a careful evaluation of the strategy, weapons, and power available to us to win the war against our enemy. Satan. In the military world, strategy, quote, strategy, unquote, is the science of forming and carrying out military operations. M.O. that. It is the method or plan 
which leads to the goal of victory. In this course, you will learn to formulate and carry out spiritual, military, strategy, which will bring victory in the spirit world. Wow, people. I am so hooked right now at the end of page five. We'll be right back with the manual. All right, this is from Saint, no, Order of SaintPatrick.org. Seriously, wow. I've, I've always wanted to be with St. Patrick ever since I heard the story about him and the deers and how they escaped from all these bandits, the whole, a lot of them. Oh, anyways, okay, sorry. I, right, I, I still owe St. Patrick the, the reading that I, I started on St. Patrick's Day, but anyways, I found something even cooler. Here we go. The Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. Oh, ow. Take the rosary out first. Oh, ah, yeah, here we go. Dr. Ed Murphy. Eddie Murphy, seriously, yeah. <laughs> Loved him. Right? How many times has he had to come back and say, I'm not dead, yo. Right? They have these websites saying that these different celebrities are dead because that's, you know, gossipers. That's how they make their news. They need to, you know, that they make up. Watch that TV show, Gossip Girl. Very educational. Seriously. <laughs> and you'll be occupied for the next week of binge watching. Anyways, I, I don't like to, me and my husband, we don't like to watch new shows because we don't like to wait for something for the next episode for like a whole week. Cannot do it. We will not watch something until it's like, I'll buy all seven seasons of Voyager and just watch it all. Because <laughs> you get the full picture that way. But when you watch it one episode every week, you don't get it. It's too slow motion. But when everything you see it as a whole, and then you see it again, and I, I've seen, I've seen, I, I can't even count how many times I've seen Voyager. When we had a, when we our, when our girl, when our third baby was born, so I would play, we would play Voyager, and she would fall asleep to it. You know what I mean? So Mozart was the first baby, and I was like, eh, duh, eh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rambling. Stop talking. Handbook for Spiritual Warfare, Dr. Ed Murphy. Dedication, Preface, Introductions, and then Part 1, World Views, Part 2, Theological Considerations, Part 3, The Survey, no, A Survey of Biblical Teaching, Old Testament. You want to know about warfare in paradise? Huh? Enmity between the seeds. The messianic promise, as in Genesis 3.15. Huh? 
the beginning of warfare between the two seeds, Genesis 4, 1, 8. The watchers of Genesis 6 and the call of Noah. The spiritual warfare from the flood to the call of Abraham. Warfare with the gods. What am I reading? What am I reading? The low point in spiritual warfare. Mm, human sacrifice. Yeah. Of kings and prophets. Oy. Can we move on? Sure. Part four. A survey of biblical teaching. New Testament. Yeah, let's move on. So much nicer there, aren't we? Reflections. Mirror. Section one. Jesus encounters the devil. Mm-hmm. 40 days in a desert. Desert. Camels. One hump or two. Hello. And demons. What was that again? Section one. Jesus encounters the devil and demons. Oh, see. Daddy said, you're not ready to watch the movie The Last Temptation. Well, I can read about The Temptation. Yeah, not the musical group. That's The Temptations. Is it? I don't know. My girl. Talking about my girl. My girl. Yeah, that sounds good in your head only. Okay, great. In the synagogue, Mark 1. Among the tombs, Mark 5. What? Section 2. The apostolic church encounters demons? It did? Yeah. Didn't you watch AD? The Bible continues on Blu-ray and DVD. Go. Foundations. Yeah, that's on my to-read list, too. Miles... My, this is my archive guy. He was like, dude, everything's on archive. Anyways, he was like, Star Wars, Star Trek, everything, all these. If you are a Trekkie fan, which covers half the globe, if you are a space fan, if you have any likings of Star Wars and all these, what do they call it, Galactica and all these, you know, futuristic sci-fi, right? Do you know who the father of sci-fi is? One word. Foundation. That's the title? Yeah, but you gotta put the. Is it an S at the end? Something like that. I don't know. If I f I'll read it for you guys one day. But yeah, all of this stuff stemmed from one book. I can't wait to read it either. Let's go. Foundations and Lessons from a Failure. Mark 9. Okay, two things I'm going to say for my interview next time is just to be frank, which this is dedicated to all Franks. Just to be frank, I um, have to tell you two things, Mr. Interviewer. I can guarantee you two things pretty much I will have to learn. So I will guarantee you that I will make mistakes, but I also will promise that I will learn from them. Maybe I shouldn't even say guarantee and promise. You know what I mean? Right? Just say, you know, I'm willing to come. I don't, it's, right? I'm, 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 I want to learn. I'm, I'm interested in what you're doing here, and I like it. I want to be a part of this shebang, thang, swing, hey, uh, flash mob, whatever. Nonprofit, organization, corporation, business, entity, whatever. Joint venture, partnership. I don't care. Marriage, cooperation, commun community, 
kids. What? Stop! Okay, y'all. I'm gonna have to come. I'm gonna have to go eat something physical and come back because my body is just not listening no more. Bye. Self control has been out the door. Chicken out. See you later, St. Patrick. Out. For Frank the Irish. Right, Faustina? You know what I mean, girl. He's got you in his pocket. He, he better have you in his pocket or I'm going to spank him. All right. The call to arms. The call to arms. A summons to the invisible war. There is a great battle being waged in the spiritual world. It is a personal battle between the flesh and the spirit. It is a social battle with the evil forces of the world. It is a spiritual battle with evil supernatural powers. You got that? Personal. Flesh and spirit. Social. Evil forces of the world. And supernatural powers. Smell my armpits. Superstar. In Old Testament times, a trumpet. No, it's more like the, right? The. What do I call that? I don't know. They'd be blowing that far so far. So far. So far. It's so far. Today. In Old Testament times, a trumpet was used to summon God's people to battle. Today, a spiritual summons is sounding throughout the nations of the world. It is a summons to the invisible war. It is a call to arms, people. Page 11. Chapter 1. The Invisible War. What is our objectives? Sir, yes, sir. Uh, upon completion of this chapter, you will be able to... Write the key verse for memory. Okay, whatever. Introduction. Let's get into it. We'll do the review later. Introductions. All right, we'll do the key verses too. Okay, fine. Key verse from the Articles of War. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians 6, 12. Introductions. As you learned in the introduction of this course, there is a great war being waged in the world today. It is not a conflict between nations, tribes, or government leaders. It is not a rebellion or a coup. It is an invisible battle taking place in the spirit world. This chapter introduces the spirit, the invisible war in which every believer is engaged. Eh? Are you engaged? I'm engaged. It is a war where no one wears a uniform, but where everyone is a target. Uh-oh. Dodgeball! The historical and 
prophetical record of this word is contained in God's word, aka the Bible. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Woohoo! Going to Mars. Next section: the natural and spiritual realms. To understand this invisible war, you must first understand the natural and spiritual worlds. Man exists in two worlds: mm, the natural world and the spiritual world. The natural world is that which can be seen, felt, touched, heard, and tasted. It is tangible. Ooh, let me touch you. And visible. Can I see you? Can you? The countryside, the nation, the city, or the village in which you live is part of the natural world. You are a resident in a natural kingdom, located in one of the visible continents of the world. You can see the people who are part of your environment. You can communicate with them. You can experience the sights. Sounds and smells around you, but there is another world in which you live. The world, that world, is a spiritual world. You cannot see it with your physical eyes, but it is just as real as the natural world in which you live. Paul speaks of this division of natural and spiritual. There is a natural body, and there is. A spiritual body, quote unquote. Where Corinthians, the first one, fifteen forty. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. All men have a natural body, with which lives in a natural world. Okay, all men have a natural body which lives in a natural world, but man. Is also a spiritual being with an eternal soul and spirit. So, man is body, soul, and spirit. Get it? Got it? Good. Three things: your spiritual being, soul, and spirit, is part of a spiritual world, just as. Your natural body is part of the natural world. So, how do you discern? How do you know what's what? Next section: spiritual discernment. Because spiritual warfare is just that—spiritual. It must be understood with a spiritual mind. In our nature. Sinful state, we cannot understand spiritual things. But to quote First Corinthians two fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. Why? For they are foolish unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually. Discerned. Period. Unquote. So, it is necessary to use spiritual discernment to understand 
spiritual things. Perhaps one of the best examples of natural and spiritual discernment is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 6. It records the story of a natural battle in which troops of the enemy nation of Syria... Hey, hello, St. Charbel. Bon appétit! Ratatouille. Ooh la la. Had surrounded a small town called Dothan, where the prophet Elijah was staying. When Elijah's servant, Gehazi, saw the great host of the enemy, he became fearful. Elijah prayed that God would open Gehazi's spiritual eyes so he could see the angelic hosts surrounding and protecting him. On this occasion, God actually opened the natural eyes of Gehazi and allowed him to visually see the superior forces of God aligned for battle. The story of this battle at Dothan is similar to present spiritual conditions in the church. There are some, like Elijah, who see clearly into the realm of the spirit. They know there is a conflict occurring. Having have identified the enemy and recognize the greater forces of God, that assure victory. There are others like Gethazi, who with a little encouragement will be able to open their spiritual eyes and no longer be fearful of and defeated by the enemy. But sadly, there are many people who like those in the city of Dothan are spiritually sleeping. They do not even know that the enemy has surrounded them and is poised for attack. Okay, I'm going to take a break here. Be right back to talk about the two spiritual kingdoms. All right, the two spiritual kingdoms. within the natural and spiritual realms of which we are speaking, there exists separate kingdoms which are ruled by natural and spiritual leaders. <clears throat> natural kingdoms. All men live in a natural kingdom of this world. We live in a city or village which is part of a nation. That nation is a kingdom of the world. A natural kingdom is a territory or people over which an actual king or political leader is the sovereign ruler. The Bible speaks of these natural kingdoms as, quote, kingdoms of the world, unquote. The kingdoms of the world 
have come under the power and influence of Satan. To quote Matthew chapter 4, 8 to 9, again, the devil taketh him, oh, Jesus, oh, taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith to him, and these things will I give thee if you will fall down and worship me. Or you can read John chapter 519, which sadly reminds us that, quote, the whole world is under the control of the evil one, period, unquote. Yeah, that's the natural kingdom. All right. Spiritual kingdoms, ding. In addition to the natural kingdoms of this world, there are two spiritual kingdoms. Ooh. The kingdoms of Satan and the kingdom of God. Every person alive is a resident of one of these two kingdoms. The kingdom of Satan consists of Satan, spiritual beings called demons, and all men who live in sin and rebellion to God's word. These, plus the world and the flesh, are the spiritual forces of evil at work in the world today. The kingdom of God consists of God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, spiritual beings called angels, and all men who live in righteous obedience to God's Word. These are the spiritual forces of good. The kingdom of God is not a denominational church. Denominations are man-made organizations of groups of churches of churches. They have been established for practical purposes of organization and administration. Denominations are major church organizations like capital B, Baptist, capital A, Assembly of capital G, God, capital M, Methodist, capital L, Lutheran, etc. The Bible speaks of the true capital C church, which is not a denomination or religious organization. The true church is composed of all those who have become residents of the kingdom of God. At the present time, in the natural world, the kingdom of God exists individually within every man, woman, boy, or girl who has made Jesus king of their lives. 
it exists communally in the true church, and wherever people make this world the kind of world God wants it to be. In the future, there will be an actual visible manifestation of God's kingdom in the future. End of Spiritual Kingdoms section. We'll be right back with the invisible war. The Invisible War The Invisible Spiritual War is a battle that involves all men and women because the kingdom of Satan is a spiritual kingdom. To quote the Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Spiritual warfare is not a natural battle between flesh and blood. It is not a battle of man against man. It is not a visible battle. It is an invisible struggle in the spirit world. It is a battle within and around man. It is not a visible war is because spirits are involved. And we learn in Luke 24, 39, that a spirit does not have flesh and bones. 
Spiritual warfare is multi-dimensional, which means it is fought in different dimensions. It is one, two, three. Okay, one, a spirit.、Uh, one, a social battle. Two, a personal battle. Three, a supernatural battle. Okay, one more time. One, a social battle between the believer and the world. Go listen to John, fifteen, verse eighteen to twenty-seven. Okay, two, a personal battle between the flesh and the spirit. See Galatians chapter five, verse sixteen to twenty-six. Three, a supernatural battle between believers and. In this corner, we have evil spiritual powers. Go see Ephesians chapter six, verse ten to twenty-seven. All right. Every person alive. Is engaged in this battle. Hey,、eh? are you alive? Are you alive? Whether he realizes it or not, there is no neutral ground. Sorry, unbelievers are in bondage to evil and have been taken captive by enemy forces. They are victims. Of the war, uh-huh. Believers have been freed from the enemy through Jesus Christ, and are victors, uh-huh. But they are still engaged in the war. Why? The key verse for this chapter indicates that we who All believers, believers, da 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 da. Sorry, it's in the head. Wrestle against evil spiritual forces. What's wrestling? Wrestling involves close personal contact. No one is exempt from this battle. No one can view it from a distance. From a distance, the world looks blue and green, and the da da da, and the eagle takes to flight. From a distance, now you are my friend. Okay, that's about it.、Yeah. Karaoke days, people. I, my from my fail karaoke business. Okay, here. Nobody wants to hear me sing in front of Dew Claws in Arundel Mills, whatever. You are in the midst of conflict, whether you acknowledge it or not. If you believe it, if you believe, it will get better. I'm sorry. 
If you believe it will get better, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah, the Christian warfare never ceases.、Mm. Next section: Where the battle rages. Where this invisible war is being waged on Earth, church dash militant. Reporting for duty, sir. The thief, who's that? Satan. The thief cometh on earth. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might. Have life. Oh, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. <laughs> We call a bunch of rabbits. We jumping backwards. Receding hairline. <laughs> Ever seen a bunch of rabbits multiply? Waving rabbits on we. Satan fights to maintain control of the kingdoms of the world. He does not want them to come under God's authority. The battle also rages within the hearts, minds, and souls of men and women. Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers. And attacks believers in the areas of worship, the word. What's it? Their daily walk and their work for God. So, how the battle gets started, anyways? Well, the invisible war started in heaven with an angel named Lucifer, with a capital L on its forehead, who was originally a beautiful angel created by God and was part of the God kingdom of God. Lucifer decided he wanted to take over God's kingdom. You can read all about this rebellion of his in Isaiah chapter fourteen, verse twelve to seventeen, and Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. Verse twelve to nineteen. You will study about it in detail later on in this course. Don't worry. Just relax. A group of angels, if you must know, joined Lucifer, who is now called Satan, A.K.A. D.B.A. Whatever, in this rebellion. Okay, okay. Lucifer, uh huh, and the rebellious angels, uh huh. Were cast out of heaven by God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They formed their own kingdom on earth. Can you quote some? Sure. Revelations chapter twelve, verse seven. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, Satan, and the dragon fought 
and his angels. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Revelation 12, 9. Lucifer became known as Satan, and the angels which followed him in rebellion as demons. Demon spirits can enter, torment, control, and use humans who, who belong to Satan's kingdom. Oh. They motivate evil acts which are done by men and women. Satan directs his demons in their evil activities. He combines these powerful forces with the world and the flesh to war against all mankind. Uh-huh. Kind. So what was the reason for this whole conflict? It sounds like kind of a, you know, tragic love story starting happening here. You know, yeah, I've been, I was, I've been listening to my favorite, uh, Concerto, butterfly lovers and all such. I can't hum it, no. All right, well, the next section is going to be really long. It's called Reasons Behind the Conflict. So we'll read about that later in Eden. Anyways, this is just the end of how the battle started. A quick intro. Back. Okay, so let's hear it. What were the reasons behind the conflict? Well, man was originally created in the image of God and for the glory of God. Genesis chapter 2. The invisible war against man started with the first temptation in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 3 where Satan caused Adam and Eve to sin. This resulted in all man, all men inheriting the basic sin nature and committing individual acts of sin due to this nature. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Romans 5, 12. It also resulted in the invisible war between man and the forces of evil. Genesis 3.15 And I will put enmity between thee, Satan, and the woman, mankind. 
and between thy seed, the forces of evil, and her seed, the forces of good, represented by the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of sin, man was separated from God and condemned to death. But God loved man so much that he made a special plan to save him from sin. Chap in book of John three sixteen to seventeen. For God loveth the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Through belief in Jesus, confession of and repentance from sin, men and women can be released from the power of the devil, from the power of the enemy. The death and resurrection of Jesus not only resulted in salvation from sin, it also defeated the enemy, Satan. In the first book of John, chapter 3, 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. But if Satan is defeated, why does the war still rage? Well, following any war, there are always pockets of enemy resistance, rebellious troops that will not give up until forced to do so. Although Jesus defeated Satan, we are living in territory which is still occupied by enemy resistance forces. Get it? Understanding spiritual warfare strategies gives us the ability to deal with these evil powers. Yeah, clean up crew. Satan is trying to keep men captive in sin. Through deceptive methods, he is enticing men and women to temporary lusts of sinful living. He aims for the affections of the soul and spirit, which rightfully belongs to God. You need 20, 20, here's some 10, 10 from John, book of John, 10, 10. 
The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill. Who's a thief? Satan. And to destroy. The thief cometh not but for to steal. Why would a thief come? Okay? There's only three reasons. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. All right? What do I do? I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. All right? Which do you want? Satan still wants to be the supreme ruler. He is waging an intense battle for the heart, mind, soul, and spirit of man. His strategies are directed at God, his plan, and his people. The battle will continue until the great final conflict, which you will study about in the last chapter of this course. Yeah, you can't handle the truth yet. Don't worry about it. Oh, well, that wasn't too long, was it? No, that was the end of this section called Reasons Behind the Conflict. You get it now? You get it? I hope you got it, because if you don't get it, we're going to move on. The Meaning of Spiritual Warfare. All right, I'll be right back. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael. The meaning of spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is the analysis. Analysis is the analysis of and an active participation in the invisible spiritual war. It includes study of the opposing forces of good and evil, the strategies of Satan, and the spiritual strategies for. Overcoming the enemy. Come, Holy Spirit. Spiritual warfare is more than a mere analysis 
of spiritual principles. It includes active participation in warfare by application of these strategies in life and ministry. One of the most effective strategies of Satan is to keep believers ignorant of his devices. Paul said it's important to know Satan's strategies. Second book of Corinthians, chapter 2, 11. Lest, say, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You see? All right? We shouldn't be ignorant lest he gets an advantage of us. Got it? Strategy, people. We should learn all we can about Satan's strategies of attack. We must also understand the scriptural basis of victory over Satan and the forces of evil. We are called to intelligent combat. Basic to the understanding of spiritual warfare is the key principle. This, this is the key principle. You must recognize that all battles of life, whether physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, financial, or with human personalities, are only outward manifestations of a spiritual cause. You see, go to the root. This is the root. Although in the natural world, problems may seem to occur through the circumstances of life, the basis of these natural battles is the spirit world, is in, the basis is in the spirit world. Go read the story of Job, chapters 1 to 2, book of Job, which confirms this principle. We have tried to correct the evils of this world through education, legislation, and improved environment. It has not worked because the visible evils of the world are the results of an underlying spiritual cause. They cannot be corrected by natural means. So here's a question. Wheat or weed? Which, to which kingdom do you belong? Hmm? Next subject entitled, to which kingdom do you belong? In the natural world, a king is the sovereign ruler of a kingdom. All the territory and people in the kingdom belong to him. He has the power of life and death over his subjects. The same is true in the spiritual world. You are either part of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. Either God or Satan has power over your life. One of the parables told by Jesus illustrates that all men are either part of the kingdom of Satan 
or the kingdom of God. Jesus compared the world to a field. The good seed in the field were the children of the kingdom of God. The bad seed, which resulted in the growth of tares, a.k.a. weeds, were children of the wicked one. To quote Matthew chapter 13, verse 38, The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. There you go. People enter the kingdom of Satan through the natural birth. The Bible teaches that all men are born in sin. This means that they are that they have a basic sin nature or the quote-unquote seed of sin within. Their natural inclination is to do evil. You want some Psalms? You want some Romans? Here we go. Psalms 51, 5. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. One more? Sure, why not? Romans chapter 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the one I remember because it's shortest. Because we are born with the basic sin nature, we have all at one time been part of the kingdom of Satan. Sorry, but it's true. All who remain sinners remain part of the kingdom of Satan. Yeah. Want to stay? All right, got a jet. Bye. The whole message of God's written word, the Holy Bible, is the appeal to man to move. Location, location, location. Move from this evil kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. Men are born into the kingdom of Satan through the natural birth. They must be reborn. Christened the ship. They must be reborn. Birth of the ship. They must be reborn into the kingdom of God through spiritual birth. Entrance to the kingdom of God is by new birth experience in, explained in John chapter 3. Of course, 3. Three days he wasn't healed. Three days! <clears throat> there are only two divisions in the invisible war. Jesus said, He that is not with me is against me. Luke chapter 11, 23. You cannot be neutral in this spiritual war. You are 
on one side or the other. Some believers, because of their fear of confrontation with the enemy, try to ignore the war and form a truce with the enemy. They think if they ignore Satan, he will not bother them. This is one of Satan's main strategies. He tries to render members of God's army immobile by his terror tactics. But there is no neutrality in this war. You are either a victim or a victor. The spiritual, quote, call to arms, boo, 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 unquote, is going out. Are you part of Satan's kingdom or the kingdom of God? To which kingdom do you belong? Are you a victim or victor in the invisible war? That rhymes in the goal, kind of. End of page 17. All right. End of major section. Inspection questions coming up. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, today is September 18, and this is for Christ's Forgiveness Channel. I see that they just put a video about exorcism in modern day or something like that. So before we go listen to him, we're going to read. Oh, Lord. Be with us all. Let our words glorify your name. All honor and glory be yours. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Pray for Christ's forgiveness channel. Section. Before we move into the next section, here's a quick one, two, three for you. Four, five, six. Were we dancing? Yeah, let's dance. It is page 20, after all. Tactical maneuvers. <gasps> I love OMD. Orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Yeah, we'll have to do that in the background music. Cue that later. Tactical maneuvers. One, this course, quote, strategies of spiritual warfare, unquote, focuses on the kingdom of Satan and the spiritual warfare which rages between his kingdom and the KG, kingdom of God. The capital H-I-I, Harvest Time International Institute course entitled, quote, Living Kingdom, unquote, provides a complete study of the kingdom of God. Oh, cue that. If you are enrolled in Harvest Time Institute and studying the course in their suggested order, you have already studied this course. If you are not enrolled in Harvest Time Institute, you should obtain the Kingdom Living as a companion course to this one. Noted. Note, please. It is important 
that you gain understanding of both spiritual kingdoms present in the world today. That sounds just like his title for the new video. Nice. Um, I see you. I see you. You see me pointing my fingers to your fingers, to your eyeballs? Never mind. My eyeballs to your eyeballs. <laughs> okay. Number two. A good spiritual foundation is necessary in order to wage. Foundation. Spiritual. Is necessary to, in order to, ordinary time, we are in. Hey, aren't we getting close to the holiday season? Yes, we are. And you're starting to see the Halloween candy come out in the grocery store. You know. <laughs> Right? Okay. You can set your clock by that. Obtain the Harvest Time International... What? Oh. Number two. A good spiritual foundation is necessary in order to wage... I work for a wage... To wage successful spiritual warfare. Why I feel that beat? I don't know, but it feels good. What's that? Wall, Wolf, Wall Street? Whatever. If you are a new believer, I believe I can. No, it's All Star. Somebody. Oh, right? It's something about this. Obtain the Harvest Time International Institute course entitled, note this, Foundations of Faith. FF. You're an F student or you're an F student? Hello. F is for what? Foundations. F is for what? Faith. Put it together. F O F. <laughs> All right. You do the math. If you are taking the Harvest Time courses in the suggested order, you have already studied this course, too. <laughs> AP student you are. Number three. Bow, bow, bow. Do you feel? Do you feel anything? Do you? You have been a victim, quote-unquote, victim of spiritual warfare, have you? In what areas of your life or ministry, eh? Have you been losing the battle, huh? Have you been losing the battle in the spiritual realm? Have you? <laughs> Emotional realm? Oh, physical realm? Hey, this sounds like my five, five elements or four. Mental realm? Financial realm? With human personalities? Oh, Lord, all five elements were right here this whole time. It is important. To identify these areas of defeat, <clears throat> so you can apply the knowledge you gain in this cold, uh, study to these practical areas of life and ministry. How should I minister to you, sir? Number four. Oh, okay. Review the story in Second Kings, sixth floor, like sixty-nine, but sixth floor. Which was discussed in this lesson, if you already took it. Not your first time, is it? Is it? Do you know people like 
Gahazi or those in the city of Dothan? What are you doing, Than? <laughs> How might you help them? I need to do what you gotta do, 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 or do, do. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Number five. See my fingers? Since spiritual warfare has many dimensions, we must war personally, 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 against what? Sin. What else is there? Socially against evil in the world. Socially. Social. And super, super naturally through the deliverance ministry. There's such a thing. Deliverance ministry. The ministry of delivering stuff. Uh, Lord, yeah, I'm trying to decide whether I should be a postal carrier. <laughs> I'm lifting up this to the lower confession. Dad. Okay, whatever. Number six. Taste my fingers. Study the Bible as a spiritual warfare manual. <laughs> yeah. It is the historical record of spiritual warfare. Hello. <laughs> Revealing the victories and defeats of past battles. It is prophetical. I told you. You saw me do it, right? And then I'm going to tell you what happened. Showing the course of our warfare until the time of the final conflict. End of page 20. Oh, that was so fun, wasn't it? And it wasn't even the next section yet, right? Okay, all right. We'll be right back. For the induction. You're going to induce me with. <laughs> okay. Dynamics of the 2022 Mazda CX-9 defies what a three-row CUV...
and save $652. It's okay. There's enough for everyone.